Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Ooh, welcome we to spring. In the yes, indeed. <laughs> this is um, this is week 12 of 2023 with Pamela Cuchinell and Susie Mazzoli. Pam's going to let us know all about March the 20th, 2023. That week, I will jump back in for our meditation and... Welcome to spring in the Northern Hemisphere and welcome to the fall or as my fellow Australians say autumn in the Southern Hemisphere. What's going to be happening this week, Pam? Okay, well, Monday the 20th is the spring equinox. For those who are on the Eastern time zone, it may be the 21st, depending on where you are on the planet. The sun enters Aries at 5.24 p.m. And as Susie said, the equinox, regardless of if you're in the Northern or Southern Hemisphere, it's when we are in that period of time where night and day are fairly equal. So northern hemisphere spring, southern hemisphere autumn, but astrologically it's a day of balancing those two pieces of self, the ego manifestation, self-expression, and the lunar emotional body now obviously we ideally work with this every day of the year but on the equinoxes it is an opportunity to really experience that and it's good to note where is Aries in your personal horoscope? For some of us, we may have no planets or angles in the sign of Aries. But nonetheless, there is a piece of that energetically within you, the same way all our DNA is pretty much the same, except for a little tweaking here and there, which makes us the unique people each of us is but we are human we are all part of a organism and entity that is the the human being and on the 20th on the equinox we can access that piece that's about igniting that sense of starting something new that sense of doing a venture or enterprise that no one has ever done before, perhaps in your family or your lineage or um, your school or the people around you. 
And it can be a total spiritual trip. It doesn't have to be anything that you actually embark upon. Uh, Some of us are not very cardinal people. We aren't people who start things. We're much easier energetically with picking up a yoke someone else has dropped and running with that or moving slowly with that. So it's good to know who you are. But nonetheless, that's the energy that's around today. It's this, this sense of awakening, what is new and different, and this, this hunger of being alive that ignites when the equinoxes happen because we feel this sense of what it is each of us is here to express coupled with what's in our heart that we want or need or feel must be expressed. So it's this lovely, lovely time, fecund, very much so, regardless of if it's spring or autumn, because one of the interesting things about those seasons is spring is when so many things start to pop and bloom and and sprout and autumn is when everything seems to die or go within but actually what's happening is it is creating this rich loam in the soil that then allows for spring so each needs the other and that's part of the the mirroring the balancing that we can tap into on this day. This is a very charged spring equinox. Every time we have an equinox, yes, the sun is at zero degrees Aries, but the other planetary pictures that are in the sky give us the tone of actually the zodiacal year if you will, certainly over the next six months until we hit the next equinox. And so this one, as it has the moon in the sign of Pisces, is speaking about what is it that needs to end in order for something new to begin. The the piece about Piscean energy that I really, really love is that it, it is, it can be so aware of how you need one to feed the other. If you look at uh, one of the most iconic symbols of, of Pisces, it's the two fishes intertwined in a way that uh, echoes the yin-yang symbol where one fish head is moving towards the other fish's tail and vice versa. So it has this, this sinistry to it where there's a coupling that needs each piece. And one of the things that makes this particular equinox day so charged is that it is the dark of moon because the new moon occurs on the 21st. And it occurs exactly at 
1.23 p.m. Eastern Time. So the equinox happens not quite 24 hours before the new moon. And so we're in this window of dark of moon energy as we lean towards that new moon that really is asking us to use what we've composted, what we've learned from, what the phrase uh, phrase let go is about. Uh, those of you who have listened to me for a while know that I don't really... I don't really align with that phrase, let go, because to me, nothing's ever really created or destroyed. We're working with energy. So, yes, I certainly have. I've been through lots of Pluto transits. (laughs) I have learned to surrender to the universe, things that I... I have learned I can't control. And this isn't easy. I come from a long lineage that doesn't want to admit a lack of control. And so that piece, I can't really say I've let go of totally. I do like to take charge and be in control and, and have things run the way they're supposed to run. But when things start to not go the way they, I thought they were going to, I have had to learn to, yes, let go of that sense of control, but also to allow it to mutate to transform into a way of, I prefer to think of it as swimming with the universal forces because I refuse to believe, and I I do, I refuse to believe that outcome or intention may not be what I design or desire. But it may not necessarily go the way I thought it was going to or happen in the timeline that I thought it was going to. And I think that's the piece about how I look at this kind of energy as being more about composting than having it just go away doesn't really go away it's more okay as the boomerang sends back am i going to let it sail by am i going to catch it am i going to let it fall to the ground because we have these echoes all the time of things that oh i've been this way before this deja vu experience But how we deal with it is the beauty of the transformation. And that's what's available to us, I believe, on this dark of moon threshold before we get to that new moon. What is coming up in your awareness, your inspirational field, your what you want to do with this new beginning spark that may be charging through you? 
so that when we get the extra juice of that new moon that happens on Tuesday, the 21st, then we can take that and really allow it to be the resource, the fuel that gets us to the next leg of where we want to go. So the moon goes forward, of course, on the 21st at 1158 a.m., setting up a very nice morning for everything we want to put in place before we move into that new moon. Now, the thing to note on this morning is that some of us may be angry. Some of us may encounter anger. Some of us may feel a sense of frustration. Once again, take that energy and use it as fuel, not in a toxic way, not in a destructive or punitive way, but see whatever it is, recognize it for what it is, perhaps a reaction that's about injustice or an old grievance or something that's just darn wrong. Recognize it for what it is and then say, okay, I see that I'm being activated in this way. So how can I use that, that chi, that impulse, that desire to be effective in the way I want it to be effective. And it might mean sitting on it because that moon hasn't entered Aries until 12.01 p.m. So once that happens, then we're heading towards the new moon that happens at 1.23 p.m. And we are in this surge of really, really moving forward. Whew. Usually with a new moon, the counsel is to don't necessarily like run out the gate and start everything blazing, but that might be really hard to do with this particular new moon because it is so revved up. And especially for those of us with a lot of fire or air in our horoscope, we just we just may feel feel the burn. If we can tone it on uh, Tuesday, the 21st, and then go full throttle on the 22nd, yay. Uh, one of the things about the 22nd that looks so charged is that the moon is making a lovely picture with Jupiter, not something you'll necessarily see in the sky, but it it... It basically brings a lot of beneficial energy into things that are happening. And so what I see happening with that is the making the connections, like lining up the dots, having things start to really move. And so we want to be poised so that we can take action in the way that we would like to. So... That's why it's important before we get to that point on, on Wednesday, the 22nd, where we've, you know, we've made sure that everything's in place to uh, move as quickly and decisively as we would like to. And that might mean that we have to start really moving early in the week. But boy, Wednesday, 
really, really dynamite day. Uh, Thursday, the 23rd, also an excellent, excellent day. Um, These are days of action. So for those of us who have plans, who know where we want to go, who feel like we're prepared, they can be very strong days. Thursday, the 23rd, Pluto enters the sign of Aquarius. And I've been writing about this. I have a podcast about this. Um, We will be moving with this in very different ways once the planet of irrevocable transformation enters the sign of what is Aquarius the sign for? Uh, Yes, I can hear the fifth dimension now. And anybody who hasn't seen that movie, Summer of Soul, you want to see that movie. It's fabulous. Anyway, um, I guess the shorthand is that I feel that this week with the spring equinox, the new moon in Aries and Pluto entering the sign of Aquarius, this week we are going to see a lot of activity of people who have been waiting, working, taking action, raising voices for change and yes perhaps even revolution i prefer to think of it as human consciousness evolution and yet there are many aspects to that so this day the 23rd maybe something that is recognized and seen by this big shift that's occurring and it may not Maybe very subtle, but regardless, we can each of us meditate like candles, think in the frame of mind of I am ready for transformation, I am ready for change, I am ready to be part of the human consciousness evolution that will make exponential leaps into greater service for all of humanity and every creature, every organism on this planet. The moon goes void, of course, at 1.13 p.m. on Thursday. And when the moon's void, of course, it's recommended we don't take direct action. But this day, this morning, up until that point in time, Very, very active day for some of us, especially those who feel a lot of fire, air in their horoscope, a lot of movement, a lot of uh, conversation, a lot of uh, wanting to take action, get things done. The moon enters Taurus at 2.42 p.m. And the lovely thing about most of this week, certainly the beginning of the week, is that there is so much support for these shifts, both the equinox, the new moon, and Pluto 
entering Aquarius. There's so much support in moving with grace that um, I think a lot of us really can. Now, when the moon is in the sign of Taurus, um, some of us may experience some adjustment, <laughs> especially in the early afternoon where there's a sense of, nah, I don't want to do that, or that's happening too quickly, or why is this becoming available now? I'm not quite ready. If that's what is kind of... Um, rocking you out of your zone just see it as a transit it will pass recognize it by the time we get to mid-afternoon early evening you should be feeling a lot better um, have a snack a cup of a nice hot beverage and and direct yourself towards greater productivity as we get into the evening because the evening especially once we get into the early evening into the evening looks like a wonderful time to do anything that you want to see experience growth. So that can be uh, love relationship, money, um, garden for those of us who are dealing with uh, actual plants and growth um, it, it's it's just delicious, and that runs into Friday the twenty fourth as well. These, I mean, it's just such a fertile energy. So much about working with what's around you to see creative, uh, glorious, loving results. And I mean, you know, however you want to spend that, cook a lot of food and freeze it. Um, Spend a day with the person or people with who you really love. Uh, do things that are from the heart and very much about just growth and creativity. Saturday, the 25th, the moon goes void, of course, at 12, 19 p.m. Still has that lovely creative, romantic, delicious juice that we experienced the, the day before. And always I, I like to emphasize start with self-love. Always start with self-love because sometimes it's as simple as allowing yourself the time to do what you really, really want to do perhaps with whom you want to do it with, but start with what do I, what would give me great pleasure as of Thursday night, all day Friday and Saturday morning? Fabulous. That's a big piece of time. So the moon goes void, of course, at 12.19 p.m., it enters Gemini at 8.42 p.m. So I see this afternoon as being a really good time for to restore your body. Rest, eat foods that are good for you, uh, absorb cultural things or nature things that help to restore you. 
Moon enters Gemini at 8.42 p.m. And once it's in the sign of Gemini, that evening and the next day are going to probably feel a little, I'm not sure where I am in space. So I would say the best way to deal with this is to, to give yourself some rest time, uh, explorative time. I would not put a lot of pressure on myself over these days, unless, you know, sometimes we have to, we're taking care of somebody or something. But if that's the case, just know it's okay to feel a little unmoored, a little confused. And if somebody's pushing you like, oh, you have to make a decision about this, that, or the other thing, give yourself some space do not let yourself be forced and allow yourself to take the time to make the right decision, check in with somebody, or put it on hold if that's is all possible until you get the information you need to be able to make a decision with confidence. And now I turn it over to Susie. Wow. <laughs> There's yeah, it's a okay. big week. So when you're talking, I always put notes into my calendar. I, I, I'm old school and I work with a paper calendar with my clients and everything and work. So I write everything in and um, this, this week has a lot of notes. <laughs> so thank you mm-hmm. so much. Sure. And uh, so let's go into our Equinox meditation, folks. Ten minutes. Change, change of season, revolutions, activity, fertility, growth, creativity, so much going on. So let's take a moment to observe, to witness the self. Take a few deeper breaths, allow yourself to arrive. And as you feel yourself just settling into place, See if you can divide up yourself to the emotional part and what we'll just call the thinking or the mental part. See if you can do a little separation there. See if you can do a little separation before we start just to know that you you can sense that there's a difference whether it's your emotions or whether it's more your ego more your thoughts and you can perhaps if you're a visual person do a little diagram for that or just notice where it comes from in your body For some people, they feel their emotions come more from their gut or from their chest rather than from their head, and they think of their head as that's where those very rational thoughts come from. Just start to 
observe. We're observing the self. And so much growth, so much spiritual growth, which of course leads to our intellectual growth and our emotional growth, comes from this type of observation, type of witnessing. this type of examination of the self. And for anyone that's ever had an emotional time in their life, if anyone ever felt like really overwhelmed by emotions, we know that they can be very, very strong and can really, really take over sometimes, whether that's anger or fear or grief. It can be very, very real or it can be a little bit imagined. But we know that when those emotions become very strong, that we can be bowled over and out the door goes any kind of rational thought. And then we can also be of the other type where the rational thought is so strong and the control is so in place that the emotions never get a chance to peek out their little head. They are buried behind walls and walls and walls underground behind all sorts of security checks so that the emotions never come forward. So just notice where you are on that big spectrum of emotionals, rational thought, imaginary thoughts. Notice where you are in terms of ego thoughts. Just notice where you are. Just spend some time in self-reflection. We're always moving around so quickly, doing our things, working on our things, getting stuck in loops perhaps in our own mind. See if you can just come above yourself. Imagine that you are floating above yourself, that you're looking down or out at the movie of your life. And see yourself, see yourself in situations. See what you are doing today. See who you are interacting with today. See what was the motivation behind your actions. What was the motivation behind some of the words today? And just notice where you're coming from. Notice what is your intention or are you just absolutely on some sort of automatic and just doing, 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 saying, saying? How much are you actually engaged with your life? How much are you engaged with the lives around you? Again, all we're doing is observing. There's no judgment here. Right now, there's no call for action. It's just having a look, having a look at myself. 
having a look at myself during this time of tremendous energy, this time of revolution. What happens outside of us, what happens outside of this being, outside of this mind, is related to us. All of us human beings here, with our minds, with our thoughts, with our emotions, we are creating this world together. We are creating it in every single moment. And in every single moment, we're creating what's going to be happening next. In the next minute, in the next year, and if we go there in the next lifetime. So what am I creating now? Who am I? What can be done? What can I do to make all of this, all of this that is perhaps not working for me or for others, What can I do to end the suffering? What can I do from within me, right within me, everything within me, what can I do? Because really the only thing that we can do is within ourselves. And that self then amplifies out into the universe and things happen. So as we observe the self, being gentle, graceful and kind, not judgmental, just recognising and seeing and witnessing what I would like to do differently how I would like to be differently and allowing this time of tremendous change on our planet, this time, this week of, of equinox and revolution and activity, this time of very powerful, fertile energy of growth and creativity, let it be in me. Let me change. Let me be a vehicle of change. How can I change my views, my perceptions, my understandings, my concepts? How can I change my perception? And as we do this, we do it with a lot of confidence and a lot of strength knowing that each and every single one of us comes together and that we are all agents of change, that we are all capable right now of just pivoting very slightly or very, very strongly 
to bring about this awakening time, this spiritual evolution time on our planet. Gently as we open our eyes, thanking this wonderful, blessed opportunity to be here now. Thank you so much, Pam. Thanks, everyone. Love now and see you all next week. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.